contemplated the other. Mrs. Bascom saw a tall, carelessly dressed, hard-eyed stranger, at the moment quite pardonably flushed with rage. Some inkling began to dawn upon her. His lordship, a stranger in his own land, had no such advantage, and found himself at a loss to place her. He saw a female, well past her best years, only a little younger than he himself. Her horse, fretting to be off again, was a prime bit of blood, and not at all what was proper or indeed safe for a female of her advanced. For a female, not in her first flush of youth. On the other hand, the lady, as he reluctantly must suppose her to be, was unaccompanied by a groom. He stifled his first urge, which had been to drag her from her horse and box her ears. Now quite confident her victim was uninjured, and conscious of being very much in the wrong, Mrs. Bascom demanded to know, in haughty accents, if he was aware that he was trespassing. The urge to physically assault her returned in force. "'I'm trespassing!' he exclaimed, too astonished by this barefaced gall to make a more telling retort. "'Yes, you are. I thought we had established that. This land belongs to Lord Ride, and you should be grateful his lordship has not set foot here these last twenty years, or you would find yourself up before the magistrates.' "'I am very well aware of who owns this land, madam. The question is, are you?' A nasty, cold certainty settled upon Mrs. Bascom. "'You're Lord Ride, aren't you?' "'I am, madam, and as such entitled to walk my own fields without let or hindrance. I certainly do not expect to be menaced by some hoyden barely able to control her husband's horse. I do not know who you are, madam, nor do I wish to know, but I beg leave to inform you that your behaviour is none of your business, my lord. You yourself have said you're not my husband. I am not accountable to you for my actions, and I take leave to inform you that this path has been so heavily used over the last twenty years or so that it has practically become a right of way, and that if you cut your hedges occasionally, we would easily have seen each other, and that neglect of your ditches has contributed far more towards the currently informal state of your clothing than anything I may have done. In short, my lord, you are justly served for your neglect. This was too much. His lordship, wet and simmering, took a hasty step towards her, again reaching for her bridle. By God, madam, if you were mine, I would beat you! Mrs. Bascom's mud-freckled face grew very white and still. A certain contempt showed in her eyes. Over the years, Lord Ride had endured many women looking at him in many ways, but very few with such scathing scorn and, yes, repulsion. He was suddenly aware that she was alone, miles from anywhere, and not a soul within earshot should he decide to carry out his threat. 
he was conscious of a sudden shame and a need to make reparation for ungentlemanly conduct. Too late. She pulled herself up in her saddle. You are right, sir. The fault is mine. I am trespassing. My badly managed horse and I will depart forthwith. May I suggest your time here would be better spent attempting to bring your lands into some sort of order, rather than recklessly hurling yourself under the hooves of chance-met neighbours? Good day to you. And then she was gone, thundering across the field and popping her horse neatly over the hedge at the far end. His lordship, reflecting that there was nothing more irritating than being denied the last word, particularly when one was in the right, declined to re-enter his infamous ditch.